I'd like to welcome you to part six of the study, dedicated study we're doing regarding alien disclosure and end times evil increasing. Next report is entitled Secret United Nations Space Program Preparing for Alien Invasion. <clears throat> um, a secret space program was created for the United Nations member states in early of 1990s that had agreed to cooperate for an alien invasion according to the latest startling revelation by whistleblower Corey Good. Now again, I've heard about this stuff for years. This is the first time I've ever heard anybody come forward and actually give details and was willing to actually come forward as a whistleblower to actually give real details about it. Of course, what we're assuming are real. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying it does fall in line with a lot of the research I've read about for a lot of years. Uh, he discloses this in the newly released Cosmic Disclosure interview, more details about the United Nations space program, which he had earlier briefly discussed in an email interview as a NATO-type space program called the Global Galactic League of Nations. Good says that the origins of the secret UN space program can be dated to the 1980s with President Ronald Reagan's statements concerning the need for global cooperation to prepare for an alien threat. So um, let's go ahead. We're going to play about 14 minutes of this. This is Cosmic Disclosure. I'm your host, David Wilcock, and I'm here with Corey Good, who has worked for over 20 years in the secret space program, got out in 1987, and now has been pulled back in in a very interesting way. After coming forward as an insider, he has been contacted by an alliance that is claiming that it wants to take the almost supernaturally exciting technology and way of life of the space program break down the walls of secrecy, and bring it back here to Earth. And again, the people that are really, really pushing for disclosure, if you really boil a lot of why they want it, it's because they want the goodies. They want the technology. They don't care if they have to sell their soul. Just give us the tech, and we'll do whatever. You know, and that's what I've seen over and over again. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you. We've been talking about the factions of the space program in earlier episodes, and we've covered them to varying degrees, but as I was going through mentally our notes, I realized that although we covered it superficially, we never really talked that much about the Global Galactic League of Nations group. Right. I always referred to them as the NATO-type group. You always were saying NATO-ish. Right. Remember that. So, to open this up a little bit, let's think about this one. We now know that Joseph Stalin was well aware that Roswell was, in fact, a crashed saucer, because that's what it was announced as. And then all of a sudden the U.S. government says, oh, it's only a weather balloon. Easy I mistake. <laughs> <laughs> So I did some episodes for Ancient Aliens in which part of the research that I went into was that Stalin hired people to go back through the records and what they found was somebody had dug up a weird rocket in Siberia that had Sanskrit written on it and it was all metallic. The rocket they couldn't get it out of the ground without damaging it. It was in the late 1800s, so they just left it buried. They reburied it. Hmm. So after Roswell happened, Stalin apparently dug up this rocket. It was so advanced, they couldn't make any sense out of it. 
but apparently there was also a chest in there, and the chest had all these documents that included really elaborate blueprints and diagrams of spacecraft, how to build them, and space stations. Really, really cool stuff. And it was from that that the Russians were able to develop what are called cosmospheres, which are spherical flying... Oh, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Have you heard of the cosmospheres? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. What do you know about those? Russia used that as... Or the Soviet Union used that as their way of forcing their way into some of the secret space programs of getting involved. What is a cosmosphere? How does it work? What does it look like? They were spheres that... Uh, metallic spheres that cosmonauts were flying around in in outer space <clears throat> and our spacecraft were seeing them and were tracking them back to the Soviet Union and it was uh, very uh, concerning and it caused, them to, caused us and them to open more of a dialogue. How large were the cosmospheres? How many crew could be fit in there? They had different sizes but uh, they had them for um, I believe uh, one to three people and even larger ones. Let's take a look now at a video clip. This is going to be upsetting for some people who are a little older and remember this personally. The Space Shuttle Challenger blew up in the air, and what you're about to see is a video of a spherical UFO taken by a cameraman who had filmed the Challenger blowing up, and you'll see it right here. Anybody see the shuttle? Okay, you're clearly seeing something, some other, looks like to be a, potentially, maybe they're saying it's one of these orbs, um, in close proximity to where the Challenger blew up, and it's flying around the sky, and it's not like a plane flying, it's like, you know, kind of darting around, and it's still around the area, even after the Challenger has been blown up. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Lieutenant Colonel Tom Bearden, retired, claimed that that sphere <clears throat> was a Russian craft and that they had attacked the Challenger on takeoff, that this was part of this secret war, Cold War stuff going on with advanced technology. They were doing this to try to strike at the United States. Did you ever hear of that incident? We were already working together with the Russians far before that happened. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the uh, Cold War was pretty much a gimmick. Like a fundraiser. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. But uh, the people on the ground, the lower, lower level people, were very much into it. It was real for them. But when it came down to it, the Soviets and the Americans were very much allies. Well, apparently it was only recently declassified. Somebody posted this as a comment on my site after I wrote about the Manhattan Project that the United States 
never was able to enrich anywhere near enough uranium to actually make the atom bomb, and that they got the rest from Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. So this kind of stuff makes people go crazy, because we've grown up fighting these great nemeses, and in World War II, even the women were getting involved in making bombs, and the threat of Hitler had captivated the whole world in fear. And you're saying that all this stuff is a big, elaborate circus? One of these days, whenever there is a true, uh, uh, maybe a data dump of the true history of what has happened in our world, people are going to be dumbfounded and angry. <laughs> so do you think that this is why the Soviets almost immediately had the A-bomb after the U.S. had it, even though the U.S. allegedly had done such a classified project? That they just traded the secrets with each other behind the scenes? You know, that's all very lower-level, ground-level stuff going <clears throat> on. When it came down to it, they were already working together in space because of different perceived extraterrestrial threats, and they were working together to keep as well as they could, uh, which wasn't very... It was kind of silly to think that we could protect the planet against these super advanced extraterrestrials, <clears throat> but they were forming an alliance. Here's the thing. If these things were really all-powerful and all that, don't you think they would have already came and taken over by now? Don't you think they would already be ruling the planet and subjugating us and killing us and eating us and stuff like that? I mean, come on. No, it's because God is sovereign and we've had to give them permission in order to incrementally come in and take over to the point where we're going to have disclosure. Because we've given them that right by aborting 60 million babies through Planned Parenthood and by embracing the homosexuality movement and the transgender and all of the wickedness and evil. It's giving them more of a right to exist. But God has been what has held them back you know, up until this point. They're not sovereign, they're not all-powerful, they're not whatever. And we know they're not benevolent. <clears throat> so, I always look at it that way. Well before um, the Cold War in space to start um, protecting the Earth. Do you think that was the basis of Ronald Reagan's infamous speech about an alien threat unifying the world? Yeah, I guess, I guess it could have been. But like uh, I said, far, be, far before that, we were already truly allies with a lot of the people that we're, we've supposedly been enemies with. Let's take a quick look at that clip now of Ronald Reagan. I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with privately with General Secretary Gorbachev when you stop to think that we're all God's children, wherever we may live in the world, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries, and we would find out once and for all 
that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. So you said, though, that these cosmospheres are kind of sneaky and annoying to the space program. So how much collaboration was going on with the Soviet Union? In the beginning, there was very little, but it became apparent not only to the Soviet Union, but to all of the countries of the world that there were secret space programs going on. It became apparent at what time? In the late 50s and early 60s, it was <clears throat> becoming very apparent. It, it was just obvious. And not only, after, you know, the Soviet Union and, and all the, the big powers started working together, but all of the smaller countries, now that they're knowing about it, how are you going to keep them quiet? They wanted to be a part of this saving the world, be a part of this, this secret space program. Were there intelligence services for some of these countries that were capturing and interrogating people, perhaps under very strenuous means, and obtaining information through unethical practices like that? Is that part of how this was happening? Well, they, they were obtaining information in all, any number of ways, and include, in, including we had agreements with all these countries that any time a UFO crashed in our country, we were allowed to send in our retrieval teams. How early was that treaty made? That was going on in uh, the late 40s, the 50s, the 60s. <laughs> wow. And again, I'd encourage you to listen to the teaching I did on the Grenada Treaty. I, I did post a link in the PDF here, Rakeem Grenada, and you'll, you'll hear that because I get into a lot of that. Um, our government's in agreement with these evil entities, and they had formal agreements, and the first one that I know of is called the Grenada Treaty, and all of the proof of that. Yeah, we were retrieving uh, UFOs that were crashing in all these small countries. So, I mean, it, it, they couldn't keep this a big secret. They didn't have to put the screws to uh, a person really to find out what was going on. So, what happened was they formed a secret space program or a program for that I called up until recently the NATO-ish type group. And it wasn't until I was in um, one of the uh, secret space program meetings at the LOC that it was for, referred to as the Global Galactic League of Nations. And uh, that just sounded like a really hinky name to me, you know, the League of Nations, that, you know. But that's what they were being referred to as. Well, that's the precursor to the United Nations, right? This is like post-World War One type right. of stuff, Treaty of Versailles. Right. Yeah. And um, this group, was formed, I guess, kind of as a carrot to all these other nations to keep them quiet and to make them feel involved in protecting the planet. Uh, they were told that there were uh, all these different threats to the planet and that they could be involved in the solution. And they were provided bases and technology, but they were based entirely outside of the solar system. So who in these countries were lucky enough to be privy to this little world? Is this elected officials, people like prime ministers and presidents and cabinet ministers? 
I am not sure who of these countries knew about it. Just about every country you can imagine is involved at some level in, in this space program. So do you think that it may have more to do with high-level intelligence agents in these countries and defense contractors, military, high-level military personnel, the people who outlast individual administrations and elected officials? Yes, and a lot of scientists. Hmm. A lot of, it seemed like a lot of scientists were involved. What about like bankers and bean counter number cruncher types running the financial system? They seem to have their finger in everything. So walk us through as much as you know about, you said this began in the 50s and 60s, how were these people approached and what do they, what do they see? How, how were they brought off planet? What, what did they actually experience? How much did they get to know? This program was a fairly, fairly recent one. It didn't start back in the 50s and 60s. Oh. Back then is when they started to find out what was going on. Okay. Um, I believe this was something that started probably at least in the 80s, maybe even 90s. It's fairly recent. Mm. And um, I, I'm not exactly sure of all the specifics of uh, what propaganda they were fed, but... Um, okay, so I just wanted you to get a little bit more of a <clears throat> flavor about what could be said regarding a disclosure event? And I think he's giving us some good insight of, about what may be brought forth to the general public about programs that have existed and our involvement in them and these other ET races and things of that nature. So um, <clears throat> the next one... Global elites begin next report. Global elites offer to begin limited disclosure of extraterrestrial life and technology in November of 2015. And here we have that November 2015 date again, which I believe is what the Vatican was wanting as well. Corey Good has just released a bombshell of a report about a secret meeting he claims to have attended on Tuesday morning with a group of 200 elite leaders from around the world on the issue of disclosing extraterrestrial life and technology. Um, in releasing his detailed report, Good is continuing the process described by the Spear Alliance because they want him to do this, okay, to create a full disclosure event as opposed to the limited disclosure proposed by the human evil cabal of the Committee of 200, I guess. It is not coincidental that starting on June 11th through 14th, the annual Bilderberg group meeting is being held in Austria. Now, that's already happened. And remember, this is a report from June 9th, 2015, and features many financial, political, and scientific leaders um, from around the world. It is highly likely that some or many of the committee of the 200 that Good claims he witnessed at the cathedral-like building commonly found in Europe may be attending this elite global conference. If so, they almost certainly will communicate the recent developments concerning extra extraterrestrial life and secret space programs and recommend Bilderberg members prepare for major global reforms. And again, is this why we're seeing all of this stuff ramp up for September? Are they, are they gearing up for that? Are they bracing themselves? Are they positioning themselves, these global elite, for this? I don't know. Maybe something's going to happen. Maybe 
nothing's going to happen, but uh, I just want my listeners to at least have some kind of heads up about this. Then the next one, Secret Space Program Conferences Discuss Full Disclosure and Humanity's Future. Secret Space Program whistleblower Corey, Corey Good claims he has just completed three diplomatic conferences with representatives of different secret space programs. Human-looking extraterrestrial visitors, these are the ones that have obviously had their DNA combined with ours, so they look human at least in their present state, and also global elites. The purpose of the conferences held from June 5th through the 7th were to find out how each of these groups would respectively respond to the disclosures soon to occur where humanity learns about the existence of extraterrestrial life and the secret space programs, and where a new global financial system replaces the current exploitive one that leads to financial slavery for many. Again, they're going to come with the carrots. Gold ba- probably some type of gold-backed currency, I would imagine. The issues discussed at the three diplomatic conferences Corey Good claims he attended from June 5th through 9th are astounding in their implications. If he has accurately reported what occurred, then humanity is about to witness the most remarkable set of disclosures about extraterrestrial life in the secret space programs imaginable. Now, Will this get pushed back? I don't know. That's up to God. Maybe it will. Maybe this won't happen for another 5-10 years. But I'm just telling you, they're saying that it sounds like it's going to happen pretty soon. God's timetable may be totally different, though. I don't know. The scope of these programs and the crimes committed to them will lead to war crimes that dwarf those conducted at Nuremberg and will usher in enormous global changes at a political, technological, and economic levels. Remember, they're going to come on, come in like on their white horse, saying, oh, these are the bad guys, you need to get them out of office, they've done all this garbage to you, here's the proof, we're going to give you all these goodies, we're going to take you from the old world order into the new world order, we're your best friends, we're your buddies, we're your pals, and it's going to be good cop, bad cop. While some cite lack of documents and hard evidence in support of Corey's claims as reason to dismiss them, my own investigations of the claims of whistleblowers and extraterrestrial contactees suggest another approach. Carl Sagan's dictum, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, is simply not sensible when it comes to claims of whistleblowers and contactees, simply because the revelations typically involve national security topics that are highly classified. Also, it's firsthand, and they can't really bring back a lot of evidence This historically has made it illegal for evidence of these topics to be publicly circulated, thereby making it almost impossible for these topics um, to confirm such claims. An appropriate research dictum to apply to Corey's claims is extraordinary claims require an extraordinary investigation. That requires keeping an open mind as we analyze Corey's claims, Consider personal facts such as his sincerity, commitment, and consistency, circumstantial evidence, looking for documentary and hard evidence, Supporting his claims, interview interviews supporting witnesses such as Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez, and also analyzing any documents that emerge that may be part of the promised massive document dump that Corey has described as accompanying the full disclosure event. And again, it may happen, it may not. I don't know. But I think we should at least be warned and have a heads up about it. The next report, biotechnology hybrids open the door to an extraterrestrial AI robots replacing humanity. This is a big goal of theirs. Um, Professor Martin Rees of the Royal Astronomical and former head of the Royal Society made some startling statements about robotics and the search for extraterrestrial life. In the comments section published in yesterday's Daily Telegraph, 
he claimed that it is far more likely that extraterrestrials will be discovered to be advanced robots rather than organic life forms. Rees believes that this is due to the requirement for the technological enhancements to organic life forms in order for interstellar space travel to occur. Rees' claims are supported by Google Director for Engineering, Ray Kurzweil, who recently said that by 2030, now what, what is the Pope going to talk a lot about when he comes to the UN, the UN 2030 plan, we're going to have this total transformation between now and 2030 in a really, really horrific Big Brother Orwellian bad way, every way you could possibly conceive. And here we have Ray Kurzweil who recently said that by 2030 most humans will have nanorobots implanted in their brain to augment human intelligence in order to access the cloud internet and perform other complex tasks. It's all about getting us microchipped is the bottom line. Here's what Reese said about the search for extraterrestrial intelligences. I think it is quite likely that within a few centuries, the overriding intelligence will be machines because they will have an easier time spreading beyond the Earth because they are not organic and most exploration will be by machines and not humans. Well, obviously a machine is going to hold up better than space than a human. Okay, There's a lot more or less things to think about if you're a machine in space as opposed to a human. Okay, who cannot, who normally cannot live in a vacuum, <laughs> okay, uh, the vacuum of space. If you were to detect a SETI, search for extraterrestrial intelligence signal, it would be far more likely that it would be from a machine and not an organic creature. Rees continued to say that he was not very optimistic about humanity's long-term survival prospects, but far more so optimistic about AI robots. There has been just a thin sliver of time when organic beings have existed and billions of years after machines will take over oh wow really yeah because you say so so they will be the future the machines because obviously we have to morph into a machine in order to fully fulfill our potential he believes that cyber adaptations commonly referred to as transhumanism or hybrid humans where humans integrate technology for space colonization will mark the start of a post-human future dominated by human hybrids and eventually AI robots. What a bunch of stinking satanic garbage that is. Now, I've done these teachings that I give you the links for here that go into that subject further. Transhumanism, DNA, vaccinations, the flu epidemic, and proactive health measures. It's a four-part teaching I did on January 13th of 2013, and then also I did a teaching in... 2009 transhumanism vaccinations dna and corrupting the seed of mankind and then another one in 2008 cloning dna manipulation and corrupting the seed in the book of enoch so um we have those that you can reference there Rees' claims are echoed by ray kurzweil who last week spoke about how human brains could be enhanced from nanorobots created from dna strands so we have dna based nanorobots okay defiling us on two different levels not only dna but then also the machine the cyborgian type nanorobots our thinking then will be a hybrid of biological and non-biological thinking you know and then i see this video the other day about all these people that are undergoing electronic gang stalking harassment and most of them have all had dental procedures done and this guy's taking this device 
And they're different people in different locations, and he's taking this device that picks up RF, RFID frequencies, radio frequency identifier frequencies being transmitted from these chips, and he's picking them up. Some of them have them in their TMJs, the temple mandibular joint, in the jaw. Some of them are in their shoulder. Some of them are in their back. And they've been implanted during, sur during surgical procedures. So what, they're, what they were saying is that there is already a huge amount of the population that has already been implanted with microchips. I sent out the, the, that, uh, those links to those, those um, videos the other day in the last newsletter I put out. We have a huge swath of the population already implanted with microchips. And they don't even know it, a lot of them. But a lot of them are suffering what they call electronic harassment and what they would term as gang stalking. And a lot of it took place in the good old dental office. When they went in for the root canal, they come out with a bonus. A microchip in their jaw or in their shoulder, in their back when they were knocked out. And this is going on with plastic surgery and with other types of surgery as well. So... Yeah, it's bad, bad news from that standpoint. Our thinking then will be a hybrid of biological and non-biological thinking once we get implanted with these nanorobot DNA strands. We're going to gradually merge and enhance ourselves. In my view, that's the nature of being human. We transcend our, eliminate, our limitations, and meaning we adapt and overcome you know, even if it means defiling our DNA and having to be relegated to the lake of fire forever. Hey, we've adapted and overcame in this life. That's all that matters. But Stephen Hawking warned against the danger of AI in an interview with the BBC in December of 2014. He said the development of a full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. It would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. Kind of like that show Lawnmower Man from a long time ago where he got this guy that wasn't very bright, got like this, I don't know, he, I don't know if he got an implant or something with his brain or whatever. They used him in this experiment, and all of a sudden his brain started expanding and expanding. I mean, he was just this machine that could do all these calculations, and, and he eventually wanted to, as soon as he got to a certain level, he was like, okay, well now, you know, I'm obviously superior species, and I need to basically eliminate everybody off the planet, you know. Humans who are limited by slow biological evolution could, couldn't compete. Because, see, we're just evolving. So we need to step it up a notch and make sure we're evolving at breakneck speed. Because we're just kind of slow right now. You know, it's taking us billions of years to, to just make one evolutionary step change. And then, you know, from when we were a dung beetle and now we're humans. And, and before that we were a rock. And, you know, so... It takes billions of years for this stuff to happen. And, you know, that's just way too slow. And how are we going to compete with these other extraterrestrial races? You know? So we're going to be rendered obsolete if we don't get on, on the old satanic ball here and upgrade ourselves with injectable DNA-based nanorobots and, and, and DNA-based vaccinations of, of the Nephilim-like creatures so that our DNA is defiled and we're not fully human anymore and we can have more implants done and, and, and we could just be one big happy satanic family is what it really boils down to. Next report. Um, okay, so let's switch gears here a little bit and... 
we're going to go to the next report. Secret group battling Ailey agenda to kill 90% of the population. Now, see, that's really the ultimate agenda of the aliens, to kill us off. I mean, they are Satan's minions. They're basically his children, Nephilim-based children. Uh, whether they're interdimensional, whether they're fallen angel, whether they're demonic, whether they're Nephilim, whatever, they're, they're his kids, okay? And so their agenda is to kill us all, ultimately, but... That 90% would be pretty much in line with the Ten Commandments of the New World Order or the Georgia Guidestones to reduce world population, humanity to 500 million, to be perpetually in balance with nature, Mother Nature. You know, remember the the uh, commercials? It's not nice to fool Mother Nature, um, where they would give Mother Nature the margarine, and then they would tell her it's margarine when it was actually she thought it was butter. And then she would like, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. And then she would throw like a lightning bolt or something and everybody die. No, just kidding. But anyway, I mean, she was mad. Mother Nature was very, very mad. Anyway, Mother Gaia Nature. Sorry, I'm getting a little punchy here. It's like almost 12. and um, I've got so much material to go through. Um, and again, what I'm doing is I'm going to actually, I'm doing the study and... I'm going to actually put this all up at the same time. This is this is Scott Johnson's version of a data dump. Okay? So I'm going to like put all this out. However many parts it's going to end up being. 10 to 15 probably. I don't know. Somewhere in that range. And I'm going to put it all out at once. And just let the fur fly. Basically. Because again, a lot of this is just confirming what I've, I've said in recent times past. And I'm not giving my rubber stamp seal of approval on everything we're looking at today i just want you to be made aware of if they say this you've heard it here first and we've put a biblical we filtered it biblically for you so that it's not overwhelming if you were to hear it down the road at some point okay so this article by preston james of veterans today is as accurate as you can get about such things meaning secret group battling alien agenda to kill 90 percent of the population he has a lot of sources and intelligence agencies around the world. I know from my own personal experience in the word of God that the name of Jesus Christ will protect you from a demonic attack as he discusses. That's the bottom line. That's been my experience. You call out to Jesus. Sometimes that's all you can get out of, I mean, out of your mouth. Jesus. And... In faith, you do that, and this stuff goes away. Okay? So, you know, that's the weapons of our warfare, a part of it at least. The Bible says, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The word of God is a sword. It's how it's described in the full armor of God. It's the only offensive weapon that is even described in the full armor of God. So, going back to this, it says, I know... 100% that aliens are demonic entities that flee in the name of Jesus Christ. Many of the New Age movement have not have been deceived to think that there are good aliens and bad aliens, which is just the rhetoric that we've been exposed to with these Corey Good interviews. Oh, they're positive and they're 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 of a positive polarity. I like that of a positive polarity. Oh, they're of a negative polarity. You know, that's the new age mumbo-jumbo that we get into. So, um, 
they're all evil. And many New Agers think, though, that there's some good, some bad, and that's not true, and it's designed to make aliens your false gods so that you go to hell where the New World Order follow New World Order's followers go when they die. All aliens are evil and serve Satan, no matter what anybody tells you. If Jesus wasn't your only hope, then the New World Order sure wouldn't be trying to take you away from him. Because every time you get messages from these alien entities, whether it be through, or every time you see them, whether it be through channeling, whether it be through alien abduction, whether it be through whatever way they're communicating with humanity, they always, always, always denigrate Christianity, downplay Jesus Christ, tell us that we've got all everything messed up, um, Christianity has no real basis, they created it, and we've messed it up. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like clockwork every time. Um, if Jesus wasn't real, then why do we have over 600 interviews now where alien attacks have been stopped in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, I had the angel of death at the foot of my bed from what I can, what I believe, and one word got rid of him. You know, haven't heard that? Keen Supernatural. Continuefortruth.com. My supernatural experiences. It's a two-part study. Okay, I know it works. It does work. Um, it's the only thing that works. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, um... There's over 600 interviews on CE4 research that have, have documented this. All of these aliens have an agenda, and they are liars, and we've caught them lying about everything they've ever told us. And that's why I, don't, that's why I made all those provisos when we were listening to those interviews with Corey Good, because he's basically a mouthpiece for them to a certain extent. He's their ambassador, you know, to a certain extent. Um, and so understand, I'm not going to believe everything coming out of his mouth. He may be incredibly sincere and believe what he's saying, but you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's a very true statement. I know it's not in the Bible, but it kind of is. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, Proverbs 14, 12 and 16, 25. It's the same concept. So, um, if Jesus wasn't real, then why do we have over 600 interviews now where alien attacks have stopped in the name of Jesus? All of these aliens have an agenda. They're liars. We've caught them lying about everything they've ever told us. Be sure to watch the video that follows with Joe Jordan, who's been on my email list for years at this point. A longtime member of MUFON and a former atheist that proves aliens are demonic with over 600 cases now where the name of Jesus Christ have stopped alien abductions. I highly recommend you look at that information. This is proof that has been banned from being shown at all UFO conferences. Of course they don't want any of this at UFO conferences. Oh, hey, how can I stop my abduction? Oh, anything but Jesus Christ. Anything but that. Any, no, 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 no. Take away from us the Son of God. We, we can't have any of that. No, no. We would rather be abducted and poked and prodded and cut open and, and have all kind of implants put in us and tortured in the most horrific ways possible and having our babies taken from us, even though they're probably hybrids. And we'd, we'd rather have all of that. We'd rather have that than ever get saved. Call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. No, no, no. We'll choose death and hell. Before we'd ever want to do that. And that's what exactly what they've done. I've tried to reach out to these people. And in chat rooms before when I had more time. They don't want anything to do with it. 
I mean, the most horrific experiences. And I'm like, hey, uh, hey, me over here, uh, I know what the solution is, and it's really super simple. It's called getting saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's really that easy, and you could stop all of these alien abductions tonight. Silence. We don't want your Jesus. Whatever. Have fun with that. I'm sure the rest of your life's going to be a real walk in the park, and then you got hell to look forward to, unless you get saved. I'm telling you, though, I've seen it over and over with these with these UFO people. Most of them have, the abductees have a history in the occult or in the New Age. Most of them, or they, they'll have like a really generational curse family line stuff going on. Dad, mom, grandfather, grandma, involved in witchcraft, stuff like that. It opens them up as children to even these abductions on a spiritual level. But, you know, man, come on. You think they'd do anything to, to make these abductions stop? Oh, no, no. So, this proof has been banned from being shown at all UFO conferences. Now. They got in there early on a little bit, but no, 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 no. Now we can't have any of this. We, we want to keep the abductions going. We want to keep the suffering going. Just shows what devils run these things. This is ironic because those at UFO conferences complain that the government covers up the proof that aliens are real. But yet the entire UFO community is covering up the truth that aliens are demonic and how to, how to dispatch of them. So how are they any better? Give us Satan is what they say. We want Satan. Just like when the Jews, what the Jews did with, with Barabbas and Jesus. Give us the murderer Barabbas. Take away Jesus. Crucify him. Crucify him. Give us Barabbas the murderer. It's exactly what they're doing. You would think these people would be highly motivated to want to stop these abductions. You'd think, you know, I mean, call me crazy, but no, no, not really, not so much. We like the torture. It's fun. It's nifty. We can't get enough of it, actually. We would rather try to use our crystals and relocate a lot and, and, and just, you know, use our new age techniques and our tinfoil hats and stuff of this nature in order to stop the abductions rather than ever get saved. Oh, perish the thought. <sighs> Have it your way. Oh, and there's one last interesting tidbit. When I loaded up this video a month ago, it played without any problems of video distortions, but now somebody at Google has gone into the video and put distortions all over the face of Joe Jordan. This has only happened once within the last this has only happened once within the last two weeks. It's almost as if Satan himself got into this powerful video and tried to make Joe Jordan look like some weird alien face as his face is twisted all around constantly through the video. Well, there's plenty of ones up there. I don't think they're all like that, but where he speaks on the subject. It's CE4 Research. Um, also, the links to the videos, or you can get to them through the links I provide here. I'm not going to play the video because it's just, you know, it's what I already said. It's, it's all of these testimonies of people 
dispatching of these alien entities through the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the only thing that works. Okay, it's the only thing. Buddha doesn't work. Krishna doesn't work. You know, doesn't work. Going for it's like throwing battery acid on it, from what I've been told. When you do this, that's the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, these distortions are not only on my copies and only appeared in the last two weeks. Also, be sure to review Ed Slade's video. Ed worked with fallen angel aliens at area 51 he did not discover these aliens were fallen angels as described in the bible until the end of his career there i'm not even familiar with that one but that's a link to here ed was killed for spreading the truth about aliens after he retired just like they did phil schneider uh through microwave weapons that gave him hundreds of strokes the powers that be do not want you to learn about these aliens, so please don't fall for Satan's trap here. Aliens are not your buddies. They aren't going to come and save the planet as people like David Wilcock and others in the New Age movement have told you now for many years. Well, like, again, just like these people we were listening to, they're looking at them as their saviors. Whether they want to admit it or not, they are. Pray against all these aliens, alien entities, or these knockoff, whatever they're representing themselves to be, and ask God to take them out of the skies. You can do this in the name of Jesus Christ. And I give you the two links here that, that you can explore that further. Um, okay, then let's go further here. Why secret files reveal why aliens mutilate cattle? Since the early, since the late 1960s, a strange cattle mutilation mutilation phenomenon has been plaguing farmers and ranchers all across the globe. At first, these occurrences were thought to be the heinous acts of cult groups and predators, as claimed by the FBI in 1979. However, with these continued kick-up of cattle mutilations, these theories have gone out the door. In fact, cattle mutilations are back with a vengeance, and the weirdness is so high that it literally jumps off the charts. Animals dropped from a height, um, from a height, entire brains missing, no bodily fluid traces, internal organs removed, and more bizarre findings. Something is going on, uh, something deeper than what we want to know. The connection of these mutilations may be found inside what is known as the Yellow Book, which says that the main basis for longevity was the capacity of human cells to recuperate. Anyone will grow old when their cells can't be restored, and they start a process of deterioration and die. The secret of longevity is in the restoration of the cells. Well, I would agree. Okay, This can be done using altered adrenaline or altered core adrenaline or altered core adrenazine all of these substances have a base of adrenaline which is produced in the adrenal the adrenal medulla which is a part of the adrenal gland which is a little gland that sits on top of your kidneys during the 60s scientists discovered that these drugs can be synthesized from the medullary portion of the adrenal gland of the cattle okay so this is what they're saying is one of the reasons they're mutilating the cattle they need big quantities in order to synthesize a small portion of the mentioned substances above. The main interest to aliens, and if that's what you want to call them, you know, Nephilim, whatever, okay, is breeding with humans, of course. Um, of course, that's the, the, the main interest to aliens. Um, they need the cattle tissues because they have the same carry-on cells as the human being at the genetic levels. They can send teams and take the material they need, and it doesn't matter where or how much. <coughs> Excuse me. If they need it, they just take it. 
They also, what a lot of times is typically done is when they get a hold of one of these cows, they take all of these different things, the brains, the, the bodily fluids, the internal organs, they core out the anus, which is really a nifty you know, thing that they do. And it's like with surgical precision, they'll core off the lips and the tongue and the eyes and just a lot of really, really super disgusting stuff. Okay, that they do, and then also, then you have the motivation of getting these, um, this adrenaline, core adrenaline and corazazine, which is uh, all substances that have a base of adrenaline that occur in the uh, adrenal medulla of the body. Okay, now to make a little more sense of that, we can look at this the whole premise of what they call um, organic robots, which. Um, uh, or get, or there's a high chance that this is what aliens, how they create their body, okay? At least the grays, and, and um, to a certain extent. Evidence is beginning to mount that many of the human and animal organs from mutilation victims are being used by an entirely different alien group than the reptilians or saurarians, because there's different groups of these things. Although the Sorarians are apparently assisting in the construction of a physical biological forms which can be, quote, possessed by an insidious group of spirit or supernatural non-physical entities known as infernals. Infernals, like from the pit of hell. In other words, they're building themselves containers that they can possess through the cattle and human mutilation victims that they find. They're literally reconstructing containers organic containers through the cattle and human mutilation victims that they can then insert their spirit their evil spirit known as infernals which are like containers for these evil spirits the leading edge magazine for march 1990 quoted one inside group as saying that quote these beings have a physical presence and generate biological structures that function as containers for them the aliens manufacture containers for themselves and fabricate their own bodies using biologicals gained from humans and cattle. That explains why you have all the human and cattle mutilations that you see. Because humans have been abducted and mutilated as well and their bodies have been found. And it's funny, when they're found in the wild, nothing will touch them. Not even maggots. Maggots won't even touch these mutilations. Like, they'll find a cow, they'll find, like, a whole bunch of cows, and they're all, like, on their sides, all bloated up. And it's crazy because buzzards won't touch them. Maggots. I mean, it's pretty bad when a fly won't land on you and lay maggots. That's, that's pretty much the bottom of the barrel. No. It's like they're just sitting there, like, bloated and preserved, almost. It's almost like these... Even the insects sense that whatever the, has happened to these things, I'm not going to mess with it. No, I'm done. I'm good. Pretty bad when flies have discernment. So, And I know this is a lighthearted teaching. I know I need to lighten up a little bit and I need to, you know, you know get a little more hardcore probably if I could. I, I know. I know it's a fault. Anyway, and then I got this, and this is kind of 
on a kind of related note we've got from carolyn sent me this listener she said scott check out this ad that came in my mail today for macy's sales flyer it's for perfume called alien talk about in your face and again this is all just a little bit of all of the preconditioning that's been done and it shows this real pretty lady with her hair all done up in this shimmering dress she looks angelic almost looks like you know you think of a female angel kind of and it's it's called alien and and she's she's there looking down like a goddess it says alien feel extraordinary mm, so we have that and then we have i just got this the other day a listener sent this to me and this is for mac makeup from stage and i'm reading the little caption from stage left internet rap and style sensation brooke candy who looks like a total whore brings her fearless shape-shifting glamour to the spotlight with a graphic liquid eyeliner and two new amplified lipsticks mind control and witch witch the one which is spelled w-h-i-c-h like witch and then the other one's spelled like a witch w-i-t-c-h i guess that's her amplified lipsticks or mind control and witch witch isn't that special and we have we look at the ad and it says fearless shape-shifting glamour and it has this disgusting whore of a woman with a cherry and she's got a nice pentagram on her wrist and tattoos all over her and she's looking at the camera real potty and ugh, nice devil's head here over superimposing over her shoulder Brooke Candy and Mac makeup. So Mac some good stuff to get get you know, get you some tomorrow. Just kidding, teasing. Anyway, um so we're running out of time here for this part. So let's go forward here. Um okay, so ten reasons why aliens are actually fallen angels or demons. Okay. Number one, aliens of our time are an exact match to the behavior of the demons and fallen angels mentioned in the Bible. Two, aliens never affirm the deity of Jesus Christ, nor do they claim to come in his name. Three, aliens change their stories to delude man into believing their lies. Four, aliens are often said to be so advanced and from so far away, yet they seem to need us for their survival. If you, if you research them, they're totally dependent upon mankind for their survival. They are, there are various accounts of aliens taking tissue samples for food, blood, and clothing. Look at the thing I just mentioned. And impregnating women as well. Five. And look, at, they said they had 22 research products going on with these various alien factions. And it was all about defiling our DNA and blending their, their, their devil DNA with ours. Why would they be so preoccupied on that? If we weren't essential for their wicked survival in some way, shape, or form. Well, it's really not about their survival so much as I think is about defiling our DNA and killing us and, and getting us all defiled so that there's no real true bloodline lineage left in America, or, or not in America, but in the world. Get us all defiled. Five, alien abductions are stopped by invoking the name of Jesus Christ. CCE4 Research Alien Resistance. I give you the link there to the website. Six, aliens bring ideas that man needs to unite worldwide for a new era of consciousness. Didn't we just hear that? Sure. This uniting involves being told to get ready for their leader, the Antichrist, and to forget about one's religion. Which will make way... And again, they're not going to say that initially, but they are going to say that. They're going to bring you into that, no doubt. Forget about one's religion, they, um, which 
will make way for the one world religion and government. Seven, aliens most often abduct and contact New Agers and occultists. It is my position that these, quote, space brothers are not too interested in contacting Christians and for the obvious reasons. Uh, you invoke the name of Jesus Christ, a true Christian, it's not going to turn out well for the, for the good old supposed alien. Eight, aliens are not opposed to human worship and they do deny the creator God and they assume that role instead. Nine, aliens give man technology, but usually these advancements are for man's destruction like weapons of warfare and in different ways we can kill one another stuff like that they there are black projects that governments have in their budget and these projects are usually tied to weapons of wars weapons of war much of the technology for such weaponry is said to come from extraterrestrials 10 aliens emit horrible odors that have a sulfur base typically why because they're straight from the pit of hell some call it the stench of hell I mean, don't, again, don't think I'm sugarcoating things here because I, I don't want to be accused of that. Okay, so let's, I'm going to end here with this last part and then we'll, we'll go further. Um, this is from a listener, Janie. She says, I hope you don't mind me asking, but I've never understood what a demon or Satan is. I say, Satan was the highest angelic order of beings called a cherubim in the Bible. He was the anointed cherub that covered, covered, he covered the throne of God, okay? He fell and tempted one-third of the regular angels, and then they fell at, you know, okay? The demons are most likely the disembodied spirits of the slain Nephilim primarily from Noah's day, and also after that when they were slain in the promised land, primarily. This is complicated, but listening, listen to the teachings below. I gave her, I gave her the, the studies on Nephilim, sons of God, Fallen angels, demons, evil spirits, Tartaros, sons of Seth, daughters of Cain, all that stuff. I explain all that, okay? Give the two-part teaching there. I've already mentioned it, but I give it again here. And then also my teaching on cloning, DNA, DNA manipulation, and corrupting the seed in the book of Enoch. Parts one and two, I only advise using the one book of Enoch, the blue hardback, which has all the King James references in there, and I only advise using it as a commentary. I'm not saying it's canon of scripture. I'm saying it's a commentary. It's one of the things I've referenced. And it's, it's the only, and it gives you all the King James references in there where it confirms one another, which is really neat to have. They're King James Bible verses. It's the blue hardcover edition. Um, I think I, in the PDF there, I give you the, the info on that. And then also, I did a teaching called UFO, Aliens, Fallen Angels, Nephilim, Days of Noah. And then also, I did one called Female, Female Angels with Wings. And what about halos? That was from 2008. So I did a whole study on female angels, which are evil. Sorry, but they are. Okay, they're only mentioned in the Bible one time, and they're mentioned as very evil. Also, this whole thing about halos, which is nothing more than an Egyptian sun disk. It's all evil. Okay, nothing against women. I'm just saying. We'll look at it. It's only like a 20-minute study. Give you the link to that here. Then she says, are they the one-third angels that fell? Can demons or Satan show up as human? Yeah, I already answered the question about one-third. Can demons or Satan show up as human or in human form? I said, yes, sometimes they, they do show up that way. They, they, can, they can appear as an angel of light, you know, and, and I do believe they can even probably appear in certain instances, if God permits it, as a human or human-like. Then she says, I wasn't sure if you had a sermon on it. I see, see, see above all the ones I just referenced. She said, I'm kind of scared of them, and I just read about the seal man's final warning about things to come 
The last one really made me nervous about a legion of demons that are on their way now, traveling at a high rate of speed. Would they look like people or animals? I said to her, I said, well, they mostly look like evil creatures, but through the Lord Jesus Christ, we can engage these things and defeat them. Remember that. See my sermon, my teaching here, and it's my testimony and supernatural experiences. I already referenced that. Click on that. Hopefully it should be faith building to you. So um, that's all I have for this part. I don't have time to get into the next part right now. It's going to take me a little bit longer. So um, we will go ahead and end part six here and be going to part seven next. Thank you and God bless you.